and welcome to the Performers Pod. I am Chelsea Poe. This is a space for performers to talk about our industry in a real way that we usually aren't given in the press. Today I'm chatting with multi-AVN-nominated Ryder Monroe. But first, if you want to support the pod, you can become a monthly member of my Patreon at patreon slash Chelsea Poe. So about Ryder. Ryder is a multiple award-nominated performer. She has been in the industry for over a decade. We talk about how her musical queer quickly became a porn career, as well as mine, the reality of transphobia in early 2010 porn, as well as how much has changed for trans women in porn in the last decade. I really hope you enjoy our conversation and learn more about what it is being a trans woman in this industry. Enjoy. I am with Ryder Monroe, who you're, we actually talked right before the pandemic started. And we Um, did. Yeah, I was, we got some funding from someone from Uber um, and they wanted to give us money to shoot porn in the Bay. And my first person who I thought of who I wanted to direct was you because you're a little bit older than me, but when I got into porn, I didn't really know much about trans porn, to be honest. I was mostly mm-hmm. inspired by people like Stoya and Sasha Gray and Belladonna kind of in the alt porn world. But being mm-hmm. like a trans woman, when I got into porn, I was obviously like put into the whole TS porn world. And I always thought you made such pretty porn, porn that was oh, like actually you. relatable as a trans woman where I'm like, wow, that's this shit I actually do. Like, <laughs> you know, like, because so, so often you don't really get that in trans porn where it's so much about like, the male gaze and like what people think men are into who are into trans women want to see and other than that like your social media presence is just so cool and you're just like seem so genuine thank you yeah you just like always seem so genuine and I've always really liked your branding that you're just like I'm Ryder Monroe I don't have to put a TS in front of it I don't have to define myself solely as that which particularly yeah. when I came into porn, everyone had the TS before their name and all that. Yeah. So now I remember. Well, well, welcome to the show. So where did your career begin? Like, where are you from? I'm, I'm from Reston, Virginia, originally. It's a, okay. a suburb of um, DC. Really? See, I do, did you start your career there? I did. I was... Um, I had moved to, I was a songwriter and I had moved to uh, Virginia Beach and I was living there and that's where I came out and that's where I started my transition. And it was only like, like, like four um, months after I came out that I was approached to get into, to porn and I just jumped into it head first. How old were you when you first got into porn? I was 24. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so I wasn't a baby. Yeah. So you just, um, when you like first got into it, what like really drew you to it? Was there like porn that you liked that you like related to or was it just completely a new thing? Uh, it was, it was, I wasn't, um, I wasn't so well-versed in porn. I had never, I never really watched like a whole 
porno before. I'd seen like the clips and stuff that, yeah. that people had put out. And um, so I, I just kind of, you know, it was such a whirlwind um, coming out and I lost, uh, I lost a, um, a publishing contract at the time and everything was falling apart with my family and a lot of my, um, my personal relationships. And it was just like a, like a, um, an olive branch or what's the, the word, a, a, a life preserver being sent yeah. out to me because I didn't really have any skills other than music at the time. And, what kind of uh, music did what kind of music did you make? I made like rock and pop and I, I did R and B and I had been signed to I'd had gone through a few different um publishing deals as a songwriter and I was also signed as an artist at the time and uh, just kind of fell apart because I was moving in this very um femme direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah. it was like it was interesting because it was like, like I started taking promo pictures and I hadn't come out yet. And like, I remember my, the guy I was signed to was like, you know, I don't think this is going to work. I think you have to change uh, to be more masculine because you don't, you're supposed to be doing a glam rock thing, but you don't look like a glam rocker. You just look like a girl. And, <laughs> um, and I was, you know, I'm flattered. I'm like, Oh, cool. Um, yeah. You're like, that's great. <laughs> and, uh, but then right before I I like really came out, they were just like, you know what? I really I kind of like this. This is actually something that could work. Um, let's go and let's do it. But at that point, I was just like, you know, I'm I got too much on my plate. I'm I'm transitioning, and I'm I'm. It's actually I am a girl, and I'm I can't do this this anymore. I've got to concentrate on this, and it just kind of fell apart. So. I had nothing really else to do and porn was like a lifeline for me at the Mm -hmm. time. So I just kind of jumped into it and I had also been really, um, I guess, emotionally immature and sexually very immature. Mm -hmm. And I was a very uh, much a late bloomer. So I was still like, when I transitioned, I was still a virgin at 24. Oh, wow. So like it was like you go from being a virgin to being a sex worker in the span of four months. It was like wow. a, you know a um, a huge one eighty lifestyle change, and that was a lot, you know. So yeah, I'm sure I, like that's a lot to go through. <laughs> like um, yeah. I also came from the music industry before porn as a concert oh, promoter cool. and like played in bands and stuff, but like that you went from music to porn in that short of a time like what was that adjustment like like also just not being a very sexual person it sounds like before it was um it was difficult it was really difficult uh, it was really emotionally taxing um there were a lot of similarities just in the show just being in showbiz mm-hmm. um but you know i i think that I think that the, the the problems more so came from the heavy amount of transphobia that existed at the time, um, and me just being a sensitive person, um, I wasn't as equipped as, as some people to deal with those things. And mm-hmm. I had never I had been such a withdrawn person um, before that it was it was really difficult to be just like out on in the you know in the limelight. Um, 
you know, I did a shoot and I didn't expect it to be like a big thing. I thought that this was going to be something where I could make some money and, um, you know, strategize my next step and, mm-hmm. and try to get, you know, get myself on my feet. And then it was like, okay, well, they're offering you a contract now and they want to do a site and I want you to move to Chicago. So I was just like, okay, well, this is a new opportunity. I'm going to go for this. And, um, it worked out well, but it could have worked out. It could have gone the opposite way, <laughs> just as Definitely. easily, probably, you know? Yeah, I feel like being in the music industry before porn, it almost gives you a, just like frame of how to like be creative, like a creative Definitely. person and deal with management and stuff. Um, yeah, doing concert promotion and then being like, okay, I need to book shoots and I need to figure out when I have to be in this city and just figuring mm-hmm. all that stuff out. I really don't feel like without like doing music stuff, I don't think I could have been able to do that early. No, I you feel agree. The same? Just, I agree. And also just dealing with men because it's such a male dominated industry. Both of the industries are. Definitely. Um, so you just have to kind of, and being a woman in that, in that, um, in that environment is like, you know, you have to develop a thick skin and it's a lot of locker room talk and, um, you know, so. Yeah, a lot of better. I think, I think it's gotten better with, as society has gotten better, but it's still not great in that respect. Yeah, I feel like specifically with porn, you brought up like transphobia early in porn. What year did you get into porn? Uh, 2011. Okay, so pretty close to, I think I got in like 2013. I yeah. feel like then to now, like the transphobia and trans porn feels so different. So different, so like, different. I remember, I mean, just like, like a, a microcosm for it is like, I remember like I was being told, I was being told on um, like every day, multiple people would say to me, you know, I'm not gay, but I would totally fuck you. I was getting yeah. that every, like every single, and I haven't gotten that in a while. You know, so guys know not to say that now. So that's progress, at least. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I <laughs> feel even from like female performers, I got that stuff before where they're like, I don't know your gender, but I still think you're hot. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, totally. You could just say, hey, you're hot. That's fine. Yeah. You don't need to have this whole practice. Yeah, yeah. So it's, gotten, I, it's gotten a lot better. Yeah, what else has changed, you think, in porn since you've gotten in? Uh, I mean, um, I remember that there would be lots of fans and you wouldn't even be able to sell merchandise because your fans wouldn't um, ever want anyone to know that they were your fan. Um, wow. You know, things like that. That was one thing. And Was that know, mostly like straight men or? Yeah, yeah, mostly straight wow. men. But also even bisexual guys, it was, it was, it was, um, transphobia was just something that was so normalized in our society that uh, it really was rarely even looked at as a, a type of bigotry, you know, it was just kind of like what it was. And, and I think that the disrespect was a lot more um, in your face and now it's, it's mm-hmm. a little bit more um, nuanced, you know but it's still not great. You know, that's more a testament to how bad it was and, and less um, to say that it's great now and it's all good now or anything. Yeah, I just feel like when you look at like AVN or XBiz, the movies that are, are nominated now in like the trans category seem so different than they were yeah, even, you definitely. know, five years ago where it was, you know, tranny everywhere, she everywhere. And yeah. now it's really not like that. It's just so- no, you're right. 
different over such a short amount of time. No, I so, remember when um, I was, I think it was like 2012 and uh, you know, the trans, the trans girls weren't even allowed to walk the runway and they weren't, mm-hmm. they didn't, you didn't get any, you know, you didn't get the, the, the cis women got like a diamond bracelet or something when they won and, and the trans women didn't get anything that it wasn't um, televised, the trans, yeah. the trans um, stuff. And also it just wasn't done with any real care, you know, like they'd have people that won that um, didn't release a scene like all year, you know, so yeah. it was just like, whatever, like the, so the judges, like it didn't really care about the genre. Uh, it was just a lot of disrespect and it was very normalized and um Thankfully, people fought it. I remember Wendy Williams was a big um, was a big uh, um, catalyst for change in the aliens, mm-hmm. and uh, Stephen Gruby uh, as well did some things. It's really nice to see how much things are changing, and I can't wait to see. I mean, I don't want to be ten years older, but I can't wait to see what <laughs> it's like in uh, ten years from now. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just there almost needs to be those people who are going to speak up. I remember there were a few other trans performers who really lobbied for trans women yeah. to be on the red yeah. carpet. They need to be on TV, all of that. I also, I also think now like trans women can be nominated for awards that aren't trans related, yeah, which I feel so like great. so different. So that was not a thing. Um, no, yeah, not at all. I, I started working um, camming at Kink Live um, at the Armory when I first moved to the Bay. And my whole thing was, I'm like, I'm coming out here. I'm going to make, um, uh, one second. Oh, you're all good. Quick pause. Okay. okay. You're all right. good. Okay, Sorry great. We are back. Um, so when I first came out here, um, to the Bay, my whole thing was, I want to do trans BDSM, trans women submitting. And people literally just told me, they're like, well, there's no one who would want to see that. Wow. You know, like, I That's feel like outrageous. Right? But there were so many things about trans porn back then, five, 10 years ago, that it was just like, well, there's only one way trans women are marketable. Mm-hmm. If they're like hard topping someone and that's yeah. it. And if we yeah. get rid of these slurs, no one's going to care anymore. Yeah. It's just yeah. really wasn't really by trans women and really what our real experiences are like. No, you're right. And there were, you know, there was a, there's a prominent, there was a prominent um, director that I remember wanted me to, to um, shoot some things for some other like personal project that he mm-hmm. had. And I was just like, you know, okay, maybe. And then I, I asked him, I was, he had another um, magazine. Um, he had a, he was at a magazine that he was doing. And I asked him, would you shoot a trans woman for this? And you know, I didn't ask him to shoot me or anything like mm-hmm. that. And I, I was actually pretty um, clear that I wasn't asking him to shoot me, but I just wanted to to, to see his uh, take on it. And he was like, no, I wouldn't do that um, because that's just not um, something that people would be into unless, and I was like, really, that's, you know, it's like the, the fashion world is coming around to trans models and, and you're still, you make money off of like, trans women and, and you're still yeah. reluctant to use your, your, your platform to, to promote equality. And they're like, well, maybe if I, if I filled it up with a lot of um, fallacies um, and um, I think that's the word. Uh, <laughs> <penises>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, um, and stuff like that, maybe I would do it then. And uh, then, you know, I stopped talking to him and 
um, he's, he had tried to reconnect with me years later as mm -hmm. the, um, as trans rights had gotten a lot more accepted and he tried to say, and I told him I wasn't interested in, in reconnecting and, and, you know, he tried to say that, uh, the situation was because that he, he didn't want to shoot me personally. And I, you know, he knew that, that that wasn't the case that I had, I never asked him to shoot. He just was mm -hmm. embarrassed that, um, he had been so bigoted and um, in a time when he made all his money off of trans people. So he actually friended me again on Facebook <laughs> just a few days ago and I, I, I ignored his request. And <laughs> it. That, that's probably for <laughs> the yeah. best. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's just that there's so many people that like, there was just so many assumptions put on trans bodies and trans performers. I think yeah especially earlier, like I think now you're seeing a little bit more crossover with trans performers working more mainstream performers. Yeah. But like, particularly five years ago, it was just so really trying to keep us in this like little box and then being yeah. like, well, you know, you might be nominated for an AVN and everything, but you're trans. Yeah. So we don't think you're qualified. And it's just yeah. really, truly outrageous. Um, I definitely had a disgusting. lot of- I've definitely had a lot of gigs offered to me, them not knowing I'm trans. And then after being like, oh yeah, we can't really? book you for this. That's yeah, terrible. have you have you experienced that? Uh, I mean, I had, uh, I remember I booked a, I booked a, um, I went on an audition for a ballet company that was doing mm. a, um, they were doing a, a, a national ad campaign. And, uh, you know, I don't do ballet or anything like that, but I just, I looked at some YouTube videos on the ride over there mm -hmm. and I did my best and they chose me and the day before fitting, they said they were going in a different direction and they didn't, you know, tell me the reason, but I thought maybe they, I, I suspected that maybe they found out that I was trans or that I was, I was a porn star or something. So perhaps that, um, other than that, I've been pretty well known. So I don't think anyone, you know, would contact me and not know that I was trans. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is I kind feel, of fortunate. I feel like it's definitely both ends of it where it's like, am I getting bumped off this project because I'm a sex worker sex worker, or is it because I'm a trans woman? Yeah, yeah, like I feel like totally. there's a lot of that intersectional stuff. Um, totally. I read a thing for, um, it was like for some New York pride thing through, I think it was like Paramount and yeah. they wanted me to play a high schooler. And then I never got a response. I'm like, I can't tell if they figured out it was a sex worker and yeah. casting a, a sex worker as a 17 year old is probably not a good look <laughs> yeah, or if it's yeah. a trans thing but um you never know and I, you just kind of gotta let it go and, and not really dwell on those things you know it's like I mean the industry is fickle anyways it might have been truly. just for nothing you know it could have been just yeah. literally for nothing um nothing related at all and I I mean I just I I do love um the changes I'm seeing recently i see like uh i see more and more cis male straight uh performers that are performing with trans women mm -hmm. and um like i remember i i did a um i had a there was a a very well-known cis male um straight performer that was that has followed me for years and had you know was always liking my pictures and everything never really commented yeah. or anything but um you know was always um liking all my stuff that I posted and I just kind of intuitively knew that he was one of those guys that um knew the truth about trans women and admired trans women 
but wouldn't shoot for with trans women and wouldn't use their mm. platform uh, to further, you know, trans acceptance. So one day I was just feeling like, you know, fuck it, I'm just gonna, you know, you know, poke the the hornet's nest today, mm-hmm. and I called him out on it, and it went kind of mini viral. Yeah, I think and, I remember uh, that. Yeah, there. And, I mean, uh, there's a few men who that could be in this industry, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was the reaction was from him was really positive. He he private messaged me and apologized and was embarrassed and, you know, was just like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to make up for, um, you know, this this lack of um, this lack of uh, advocacy that I've Mm -hmm. I've kind of displayed and. I think it's it's messed up how how you know trans rights trans women are treated and I know the truth about trans women blah 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 and I have trans friends and I'm totally going to do that and I apologize and uh, yeah and then like a month later he was shooting with trans women but what was also interesting was that there were some trans women some other trans performers that were like coming at me saying how wrong I was for doing that and um, you know really doing their best to be like the most obedient, like of bootlickers they could be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and then there were also, there was also another well-known cis male performer that came in and was offended. And then a month later he was shooting with trans women too. He's, he's done a big, big <laughs> shoot with the trans women as well. So I like to think maybe I, I pushed the needle a little bit in that, in that um, direction. And this guy has also Definitely. contacted me to shoot with him since then as well. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely tough love. I mean, as much as these like things suck when you bring it up online, I feel like these things that almost are what are needed to like get that conversation to move forward. I agree. And yeah, I don't know. Um, I think particularly in like TS porn, there is a lot of resistance. I feel like no matter what you say from a certain number of people. And I don't know, I don't know if that's a generational thing because there are some people who are a little bit older and like quote unquote TS porn who are maybe from a different, um, just like mindset, I guess. Yeah, that's definitely, I I think a part of it. Yeah, I came in very naive. I think Um, I'm from a small town in Michigan, a few hours outside of Chicago. So when I came in and like started speaking out against slurs and porn, I was like, oh, everyone's going to be cool with it. Yeah. (laughs) It definitely was not the case. Yeah. um, No, I was very naive too. (laughs) Yeah. um, I think it's definitely something from, in the music industry, I feel like people are a bit more outspoken than in porn. I feel like porn is very much, we have this way that we make money. We don't come in here and tell us to change anything. Yeah. Where music, I think music, because maybe because there's so little money in it right now, everyone's a little bit open to being like, okay, we can try new things. That's fine. Because I feel like the music industry has been so decimated. And because Mm. of that, it's had to almost learn to adapt, to grow. Where Mm. I feel like porn, there's certain sections of it that almost want to go back to what it was in the 90s, where it's, we have six contract models and that's the industry essentially. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I definitely would agree with that. It's like, uh, I think it's also people, they view the porn performers as more disposable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and there's more, I think there's, there's always a lot of people trying to take your spot who will Definitely. gladly, you know, 
you know, kind of bend over backwards to, to get in this industry, um, to get their foot in the door. And they'll accept a lot of um, stuff that they shouldn't accept, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of people, when you're getting into porn, they'll accept things and then not realize it until later. Like Absolutely. I have a lot of things early in my career where I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have been like, oh, I'll work for these companies with slurs yeah. that I disagree with because I no, think I too. can change it from the inside. Like, Me too. Me too. Yeah. Me too, definitely. And and I mean, there are things that I've done in my career where I've, I'm just like, I was taken advantage of, you mm-hmm. know, on, the, on, on set or... I, you know, I was blindsided and I, I wanted, I needed the money and I was halfway through. Like there's been things where I've agreed to, we've agreed to as to what the parameters of the do and do nots were. And then, you know, I'm 75% done with the shoot and they're like, well, I thought you were going to do this. And I'm like, well, no, I don't do that. And they're like, well, you know, I got my, my, the company, boss that's what they want for this this shoot and and then I you know I acquiesce and I do that and then I um regret it later I'm just like what the fuck why did I do this you know yeah I think that's definitely a problem um I think I'm a huge advocate for the content trade model because I feel like when there's not like the owner of the company who's like the shadowy figure who the director is like, well, if you don't do this, I'm going to be in trouble with the yeah. owner. Like, I yeah, feel like when you take, is. when you take that away, I feel like porn sets just become so much better when it's like two performers try and get content. I like, agree. that's what gives me hope about this industry because I feel like it's happening more and more and more. It's so incredible. Like it's, it's so incredible. The change um, from when I got in porn and now how, much um, more power has been um, shifted into the hands of the performer mm-hmm. through sites like Only OnlyFans and many vids and just yeah. for fans and all this stuff. It used to be just like they chose who was the star. They chose like who was who was going to be the the um, the it girl, and that was that yeah. was that. And if you didn't, yeah, if you cross them, that you're out of you're out of luck. That's you're not in the industry anymore. <laughs> yeah, it truly yeah. is. It was like okay who's who's gonna be the next bailey j who are they gonna pick basically of these like three companies yeah and it's just so yeah it's so different or even just the mindset when i first moved to california it was like okay you need to book three shoots a month because that's rent and now it's so different where it's like you don't have to shoot at all if you have enough content built up you're fine yeah Yeah. it's just such a different mindset (laughs) and i think it really changes how models interact with each other where when I got in it felt like there's a lot of competition between performers like it was like yeah. well you're if you get a shoot you're you're taking a shoot from me almost yeah totally totally it's uh I mean thank god it's like it's getting that way and it's become that way because um you know it's a lot of pressure having to deal with uh the, the companies and that's why I kind of I don't I lean away toward you know I'm not really I haven't shot with like um a mainstream company in like a year and mm-hmm. that was mostly because of the pandemic and then it was just like well I don't really want to anymore and yeah. I just haven't reached out and I've um, been happy doing my own thing and you know and, and I'm also in a, a, a new relationship and it's kind of complicated to that. Uh, thank are you. you are you guys in L- are you guys in LA or Chicago no, actually, or- I um I recently moved to Las Vegas oh congrats that's huge 
Thank you. And it's been going well and I'm in a new business. And uh, so I'm kind of one foot in the door with porn, one foot out the door with porn at this point. And it's, it's really good. I think it's a kind of a double-edged sword because I feel like I was um, through the pandemic. I, I kind of feel like I, I upgraded myself a lot and I, mm-hmm. I worked out a lot of, um, I guess, mental issues that I had. Yeah. And I, I feel like I'm, I, I'm in the best shape I've ever been and I'm the most mentally healthy that I've ever been and the most um, sexually mature that mm-hmm. I've ever been. So I felt like I was really going to go and really go hard this year and really make some porn that I was really proud of, uh, really make an impact. But I don't know if I'm going to be doing that in the mainstream sense. I, I'll still be doing, uh, also be doing trade with yeah. women, but I don't think I'm going to be doing more than that. And uh, so it's kind of... Um, unfortunate in that sense uh, unrealized uh, potential in that way but you know it's still for the best and I'm having fun doing everything that I'm doing and things are going well yeah you can make the best trade lesbian movie ever like exactly I think you should yeah yeah I feel like you really had to figure stuff out during the pandemic like Mm. us everyone's been trapped inside for a year like if you're not figuring out some deeper stuff yeah, really there's a lot of introspection. Yeah. <laughs> because you don't have the distractions. You don't have, oh, I'm going to this city for a shoot. I'm doing mm-hmm. this on this date. I'm editing this movie or whatever. It's just so yeah. different now where it's, you know, I feel like there's a, it's almost a reset where it's like, I can't wait to get back on set where before the pandemic, I was feeling a little bit burnt out, you know, Definitely. just kind of the usual things that happen when you're mm-hmm. in porn for like eight years which yeah. for both of us, you've been in the industry a little bit longer than me. Most porn careers don't last more than two years. That you're still around is really a remarkable thing and that you're still yeah. feeling no, in your like... best shape and health and all that stuff. That's amazing. Yeah, no, it is. Um, it is quite an accomplishment, I suppose. It's like, I'm just like, a, I'm like a senior citizen, like in porn <laughs> years. <laughs> for real, it's kind of wild to see that there's like three generations of new trans performers who came and gone in the time yeah it's wild and then there's some people who are who are in it before me and that are still in it and are still you know kicking butt pretty remarkable it really is I think it's what do you think particularly for you has made you stay around this long and have you know not Mm -hmm. had you go the way of everyone else who just kind of disappears into Hmm. I think that uh just learning I think a a big reason that well there's two facets of it I think for one it's the fans have to keep um requesting you and and you still have to be able to make an impact every time you shoot so you have to kind of approach each shoot like it's you know like you're kind of a nobody and you really want to you know impress and at the same time you have to learn how to deal with the pressures that come with um, being in on set and dealing with, you know, this boys club that often um, manifests between often male performers and the directors. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big part, honestly, sure. that, that's a very big part because so many girls, I think, 
go through something and they're just like, screw this. It's not enough money. It's too much pressure. Um, I'm going to go do something else, you know, and there are other aspects of sex work where you can do things privately and you can, you know, potentially make more money. Definitely. Um, So I think that's a big, a big reason for the turnover. In my experience, I just, I don't know, you know, I just, um, I just learned how to deal with people um, and I've gotten better with it, but I just, I don't know, you know, I, I, I think that I, I always did porn in a very um, genuine way. I tried to kind of stick to who I was um, naturally and mm-hmm. I didn't really try to do things that I wasn't going to do um, in my personal life. Yeah. And I think that's, sh- that, that shines through and, uh, people, um, respond to that, you know, it's a genuine thing. I'm on there in on in front of the camera and typically just having sex and they're filming it. And, um, it's a very natural thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of, um, and also just being natural, I, I think gave me a little bit of a, um, a niche that I had uh, that wasn't as popular in years, years past. I think it's more popular now. So that kind of aided in my longevity. Yeah, I feel like a little bit before us in trans porn, it was still like everyone had the fake boobs. It was a very uniform look where it was almost like leftover from 90s porn. It felt like when I first started seeing like Absolutely. born in the mid 2000s that was yeah. very much this whole different wave and um yeah I think audiences can always see authenticity and like see when you're actually there and like actually doing the things you like yeah. to do yeah I think that's so important do you, do you genuinely just like performing in porn um I mean how do you how do you mean like okay let's say none of this career happened do you think you would still be shooting porn just on your own? Um, I don't know. You know, I uh, it's kind of hard to imagine. I mean, I don't know what else I would be doing. I I, I enjoy I enjoy porn. I definitely enjoy porn, and mm. I enjoy the kind of full celebrity aspect of porn as well. And um, I do enjoy porn quite a bit. I guess, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, I would be doing porn. <laughs> yeah, I think I think yeah. that's like kind of the root of I think it's kind of like music where you if you're in it, you're you know you're in it in it, you know? It's yeah. not just being like, oh well, if I didn't get this many followers or this gig, like No, you're right. I, it's not yeah. something that you can do a hundred percent for money because you'll just get burnt out and you'll yeah. it'll it's it'll be just too taxing on your psyche. You really have to be built for it. Um, and you have to have some kind of genuine desire to do it beyond just money because there's a lot of money that can be made, but you have to kind of really um, sacrifice to get to that level to make that mm-hmm. money, you know, and um, the ceiling, the glass ceiling continues to be raised, um, you know, so that's cool. Yeah, I also feel like there's so many people trying to do it that. Yeah if you only have surface level ambitions in it, you're probably not going to be in here this, in this industry for more than like two years because 
quite frankly, there is better places to make money if you're looking for quick money. Definitely. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, so how do you usually like pre- prepare for a scene? Uh, I get up, I, I have coffee. Um, I go um, to the restroom and I turn on some music and I just kind of get myself in a zone and I get ready. And then I, I, I typically listen to like, probably like um, 80s new wave. Uh, oh, that's you know. so cool. Okay. <laughs> that's like the biggest thing. It's like a lot of montage, 80s montage music and just getting myself <laughs> hyped up you know <laughs> um yeah that's pretty much it and then I I go and I just you know do the thing and I try to be as positive as I as I can and um hope for the best that's so cool yeah I feel like you should do like an 80s porno have you done anything yeah. like that before no you know I I remember Ricky from uh from Transcentral was saying that he yeah, wanted Ricky to Greenwood, potentially yeah, yeah ricky greenwood he was saying that he potentially wanted to remake um roadhouse uh and have me star in it that's so cool <laughs> yeah i was like a gender um you know gender fucked um what's his name patrick um was, what's his name patrick swayze uh, yeah and i thought that was like the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me <laughs> that's so cool you know but no i've never done anything i think i used to have a, um, a look that was a lot more kind of you know, stuck in the the 80s. And I I kind of, I look a little bit more contemporary now. (laughs) See, I always read that as like mid 2000s scene. So I guess I just read that wrong. Yeah. No, that's cool. I dig that to Roar. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like that emo porn like became a thing during the 2000s, I think is so cool. No, totally. I was definitely a scene kid. Yeah, I was very like emo and stuff. I played in like hardcore and metal bands and all that stuff. So I feel like going from that to porn isn't that big of a jump. No, there are a lot of, um, you know, there there are multiple girls that were like MySpace celebrities and stuff that got into porn a little bit and um, that transitioned, you know, and Mm -hmm. dabbled in porn that I've run across. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it's. Honestly, I feel like in the 2000s, everything was so sexualized, looking back at it, whether it's like even hip hop or MySpace or like all of that, that it's just like, I feel it was almost made to be for this next generation. Or like, um, do you remember like the shows on E, like um, Girls Next Door? I remember, yeah. I grew up watching that in like middle school, like that Um, raises you to, you know, kind of be a porn star yeah no <laughs> where you're like watching how that. video sets happen and stuff at in like eighth grade and being like oh okay I have to go to school tomorrow but okay yeah. now I know how these work no I definitely I definitely can see that <laughs> yeah so where is your favorite place to shoot um do you have a favorite city to shoot in or uh huh you know I've only shot for kink once I shot for them right before the Right before the shutdown, but I really enjoyed um, shooting for them. I'd say that they're probably my favorite. Yeah, I think shooting in SF is a really cool city to shoot in. There's well, I shot in. Um, this was actually actually after they they moved to Oakland, so I was in Oakland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, where in Oakland was it? 
I'm not sure. It was really close to the. It was really close to the airport. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool though. Yeah. Um, I used to live in Oakland. We um, my BDSM collective um, works at a dungeon there um, called Blackthorn, oh. which I highly suggest if you're ever looking to do BDSM stuff in the Bay. Very cool. It's a really cool place. Um, it's all like owned by sex workers. So they're like, yeah, oh, shoot whatever rad. you want, do whatever you want. Very good rates. So I feel like it's just so hard to find spaces to shoot porn sometimes. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I typically I, I just shoot at my house or um, that was probably my favorite place to shoot other than in a professional studio. There's there's um, it's like the DTLA uh, dungeon in um, Los Angeles was really cool. I think they shut down, though, this year. Yeah. I, yeah, they had a really beautiful dungeon. There's a really they beautiful did. dungeon also downtown now i think it just opened in the last year maybe it's a downtown la pink dungeon i uh, i've seen yeah it's i haven't gone there but it looks it looks really nice yeah that's what i'm hoping for my first road trip after the whole pandemic i'm just like i want to get into a dungeon it's all pink that's perfect that's so rad yeah i want to get into i want to get link up with some doms again and put the video camera going (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's what I'm all about I'm like just get me back in the dungeon regular life again I'm great yeah with it. no it's a I can't wait and it's it's something that I can't even hardly conceive of because it's I haven't done it in so long yeah. just in, just socializing in general is something that I feel so alien to me right now you know I, I can't wait till the the lifestyle parties start opening up again and people start getting out there and I can get inebriated and be wild <laughs> and crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's gonna be just so weird to get back to normal life. But I don't know. As soon as I feel yeah. like that first shoot is booked on the calendar, I'll be like, okay, it's real, it's happening. Until then, I'm like, it's all just off in the distance and yeah, in space. Um, so what are like some places you ended up that you didn't expect to because of porn? Hmm places I ended up because of porn uh I mean just I mean a dungeon I mean just that that's one right there I never yeah I never even conceived of what a dungeon was before and I've been to so many of them now I've been to people my friends have dungeons and um I remember oh I guess like I mean I never thought I'd be a stripper and I, I became a stripper and I worked at a few different strip clubs and um, that was something I never conceived of. Young, young me never conceived of being a stripper <laughs> and um, making good money doing it as well. Uh, you know, being on one of those cross thingies um, and having a, an attractive woman like using some electric node on my body. <laughs> it's like something that I never thought of as a young person. Yeah, that's, it's an experience <laughs> I'm literally that exact same scene I did before yeah. <laughs> you were like on a cross with electrodes I was like wait yeah it's like how did I get here I love it though I know I was um I remember I did a scene where I, I dressed up as I cosplayed as Robin mm-hmm. and uh the dominatrix um goddess tangent uh mm-hmm. who's the who's a remarkable dominatrix. yeah she's great she was in um she worked with Stephanie special for 
my last movie. Um, oh, cool. Fetish Fuck Dolls. Yeah. She's really intense. She'll, yeah. she like beats yeah. people up hard. Yeah, she does. Um, yeah, she, she was Wonder Woman and I was Robin, uh, which was like, I mean, such a weird fantasy, like come true for a little old comic book nerd, me. Um, but yeah, I was like, okay, go, go easy on me. And then, you know, she went easy on me and it definitely still hurt quite a bit, but I enjoyed it immensely. Definitely enjoyed it. (laughs) Yeah. Have you always been into BDSM or is it pretty recently from being introduced via porn? Uh, you know, I like, you know, when I was a little kid, I remember, um, I was really into, I went through a period where I was really into Houdini. And I was mm. like always, I was always researching Houdini and I was always get, like tying myself up or having people tie me up. And I think that that was like the precursor to being, you know, um, a little uh, BDSM sub, you know. Yeah. Um, but I never really consciously was into BDSM. I was more just, I was into whatever my partner was into. And then I started dating this guy who has a, a BDSM website and he was a dom and I didn't really understand it at the time it was like we just kind of would play around and I would end up getting tied up and left on a chair in a room and you know blindfolded and it was just to me it was like this is just a relationship and this is just fun stuff that we do and to him it was a dom sub relationship and I realized that later on um and then I got into it with uh dominatrices and I, I went on a few dates with Dominique Sheets and I, I filmed um, and I really enjoyed it. So yeah, definitely I'm into it now, hardcore. That's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I had the same where I like, when I was young, I was like, I always wanted to get tied up, but I like didn't know why. <laughs> yeah, then, like, like, I don't know why this feels good. I enjoy this. <laughs> yeah, then I was like 13. I was like really like getting into, I was really getting like turned on by being humiliated. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. And then too. I discovered that's it true. when I was, like 20 and I was like oh that's what yeah. it is yeah I was it's old. hard it's difficult now because it's like it's hard to humiliate me now it's like you know it's I don't I don't really get humiliated easily now because I've, I've done so many things and people have seen every you know part of my body and I've, I've performed sex acts in front of like 50 people um you know live uh in person Mm-hmm. So it's hard to 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 rattle me now, but it is definitely something that I seek out, and uh, yeah, hope it yeah. doesn't get me in too much trouble. <laughs> I mean, as long as there's a camera on it, you can't get into that much trouble. So that's, that's what that, that's how yeah. I view BDSM <laughs> now. Where I feel like early for me, I was like, okay, I need to find a dom. I need to try to do this with a partner. And then yeah. I was like, wait, I can do this on camera and have my first experience like freaking out and crying on camera of being electrocuted. Yeah, I'll also do it on camera. That's no, way better. That's so true. <laughs> um, and I also think um, I've gotten more, I mean, I'm not as much of a sub as I always was. You know, I think that um, in the last year, in the last two years, I've kind of become more um, mature and comfortable with my sexuality. And, you know, I'm, I, I used to feel like I, I leaned so far towards um, heterosexuality mm. that I didn't really have to acknowledge that I was queer, um, even though I always kind of knew that I was. And now it's a, you know, it's a healthy mix of, I can go both ways. I like women, I like men. 
it's just about the person and um with women i can definitely be a switch or i can be a dom i don't think i'm a dominatrix just yet but <laughs> but you um, can switch you can you're, switch you're a you serviceable know. dom you can do exactly. what you need to do yeah exactly i'm um, competent and yeah so you know that's a big change for me that that happened through the pandemic yeah i really wonder how many people have had who are new to sex work who find so much their sexuality through sex work because like you I had sex pretty young like I had a girlfriend from the time I was in like seventh grade to 11th grade mm. we had sex and stuff but like oh wow I did I didn't look at porn until I was like 18 like my girlfriend at the time I think we were like 15 and she showed me porn and I was like there's penises everywhere this yeah. is too much <gasps> for me I yeah. I can't do this I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. It just felt so overwhelming. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> it wasn't until I found like performers like Sasha Gray, where I'm like, oh, this girl's doing really intense shit, but she's also like having like real conversations about political stuff and about like activism yeah. and sex work and all that. Where I'm like, oh, wow, you can actually do both. Yeah. Because at first, no, I totally. feel like I got caught up in all like, you know the anti-sex work stuff when you see someone doing a gangbang you don't think like oh yeah she's gonna be an outspoken advocate for all this stuff but yeah and it's like, like uh, that. I think just you know it's um some porn is more essential than others and some is very hardcore and if you're you're just exposed to the very hardcore it can be a lot at first you know you kind of mm -hmm. gotta you know dip your toe in and you know, maybe a little soft core to get you started. Yeah, I think seeing that and like also seeing people like, um, I really like Joanne Angel going back to emo porn, just yeah. being like, oh, wow, these are like girls who like, I would actually think are hot and who I'd actually like see at a show or something like something yeah. more relatable is than just like, oh, there's a really hot porn girl who lives in LA who absolutely there's nothing relatable to it at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I I definitely um, feel the same, just like, I found so much of my sexuality through porn, because it's like, it's probably probably a trans-related thing as well. It's just you don't have really, like, the breadth of experience to really know what your sexuality yeah. is. Yeah, and it's, you know, I, I, I think that just money has always been a good motivation for me for, like, everything in my life, mm -hmm. um, just like sexual related and just socializing, having a social life. Money has, has always been kind of the catalyst that gets me out of the house and, you know, gets me to these events and, and stuff like that. Um, so having it related to porn kind of gave me a social life that I probably wouldn't have cared about as much and mm -hmm. um, exposed me to people and friends and, you know, things that I just, I wouldn't have put myself out there uh, otherwise for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also feel like just um, both of us being creative before porn, I feel like there's very few jobs that you can be a trans woman in, their, in your 20s and be visible and yeah. like yeah. have that. And I think porn is one of the few, like I don't think with being in music, I would have seen the amount of places I've seen, gone to the places I've been able to go. I feel like porn is almost that like specific thing that can give you a lot of opportunities, especially if you don't have those opportunities before as a trans woman. Yeah, I agree. 
and it's kind of just like everything's out there you know so when people meet you it's like you kind of already know they already know the whole deal mm-hmm. you know it's like they um so it's like the ice is often already broken because of that you know they've mm-hmm. like seen your asshole up close personal <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah so. it's yeah it's different where like yeah people seem when they come up to you they seem very understanding of you even yeah. if you've never met them where it's like they, they feel like they know you a bit yeah um, already and that's always nice yeah so thanks so much for talking I have two more questions for you and then right. you can get on with your day so what do you wish that you still sorry what do you want to do in your porn career that you haven't so far uh what do I want to do um well I was I was scheduled to do this big gangbang um for legal porno and then like six days before I was set to go to Prague they they shut down the European travel so I was really excited to do that yeah, I was really excited to do that. Um, I haven't done I haven't done a big gangbang before, so I guess you that would be it. Yeah. Have you ever done a gangbang? Not on camera, no. <laughs> oh, so personal life? Wow. Personal life, yeah. For you. So I've experienced that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so you you know how it is, yeah. Oh, um, I know how it is. Yeah, I've yeah, probably done so- a lot more hardcore things in my personal life than I've done on camera, to be honest. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. I just always feel like setting up a gangbang off camera feels so much harder to me where I'm like, I can find five people to show up to a shoot. I don't know if I can ever find five people to show up my, to my house. Yeah I, yeah. I mean, I think the best way is just, it happens, you know, just kind of you're out and you're with you know, your friends and it just spontaneously kind of one thing leads to another and it just kind of happens. <laughs> controversial question what do you think is the lowest number of people for it to be considered a gangbang uh i mean i guess it kind of depends you know it's like it depends on you know the gangbangers and the gangbanging i think you know it's like how many gangbangers are kind of you know doing their thing and, and who's kind of receiving if, if it's everybody's just doing everything then it's just an orgy yeah it's an orgy know? so i'd say probably four on one yeah I would agree yeah. with that. My yeah. view is always it's a healthy if, number. Yeah, if you can all fit into an Uber, it's not a gangbang. Yeah. If it's bigger than an Uber, <laughs> comfortably, then it's a if you can all comfortably fit in an Uber, then yeah. it's just a sexual rendezvous. Yeah, Th- three on one. I'm like that's a little that's bit. Just, that's just close. a normal. That's just a normal Friday night. Just a normal day. <laughs> um, okay, I have one more question for you. This is kind of the hardest one, so there might be a pause. Uh-huh. let's say you wake up tomorrow and one thing could magically be changed in porn what would it be uh i would gosh that's hard because there's so many things i changed <laughs> um i feel like i mean honestly i guess it's a it's a no-brainer but if if transphobia just didn't exist if that just didn't exist it would make things so much easier it would take so much pressure out of every interaction um there are other things I would definitely that are up there that I'd like to change as well, but transphobia is, I think, the the biggest barrier to um, just healthy, successful um, sexuality on film for trans women. Yep. Because it's like I... you experience all this shit, and then you don't know what people are thinking, and 
you know, people say, I've been on set where people just say things and it's just like, like, what the fuck? I'm standing right here. Um, and in the past, I was a lot more, I was a lot more um, sensitive to these things, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people are very sensitive and, and that's, it, it just fucks up relationships. It, it fucks up um, so much for so many people. Yeah. And it makes really? me just, you know, there's been times where I've just been like on edge, just completely a ball of nerves um, on set. Um, I had at least one breakdown on set uh, because or I just say one, not at least one, one breakdown on set. I remember mm-hmm. because my partner just said some heinous things and um, I was just very sensitive, you know, and things thin skinned, I guess. Um but well, yeah, you shouldn't have to. Yeah, I shouldn't yeah. have to. Yeah, you shouldn't have that. to deal with that on set. Yeah. Like, that's so. I'm so sorry you went through that. And I think most trans women who are important probably have a story like that. Yeah, and it's just so yeah. messed up that that's so normal. And I feel like if transphobia was gone in porn and trans women could just shoot for whatever site and not like be that put in awesome. these little, like yeah. it would be so different. Where it's just like, oh yeah, there's two trans women on this site it doesn't matter yeah you know like I want that incredible one day I know I'm gonna see it I know I'll I'll live to see it I'm sure um I hope I'm not an old lady at the time um you know I might be I don't know I I don't I don't know you know progress has been made I mean there's a lot of progress that has been made and it's uh you know, porn is a is a big catalyst for change in this arena you know there's so many people's first interaction or exposure to trans women is through porn truly and um the more authentic it it gets the more um empathetic it gets and the more realistic everything gets the better yeah you know so i just hope i I just want people to use their platform use their privilege to um make things better for the the girls coming up um underneath them no pun intended yeah i 100 percent agree i think that's a great way to end it thank you so much for talking likewise it was my pleasure thank Thank you you